0: on today's episode of Gathering the Kings. People are
1: people, yeah. you know, people and people. I think right. that they just expect every, the guy needs to be on time. He needs to hit his records. He needs to, uh, everybody, unfortunately, has flaws. That's just human nature. And I think that yeah. some people literally expect people to have no flaws. And then that's why they can never find good employees. It's yeah. because they don't see them for the things that are good. They only see the negative.
0: You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz Wolf, featuring Through this dialogue, you will learn the value of growing your network and surrounding yourself with power players and kings like today's guest. Grab your pen and notebook because we're about to dive in. What's up, everybody? Chaz Wolf, Gathering the Kings podcast. Today, I've got Dean Brady here on the King stage. My brother, Dean, how are you? How's it going, man? How you doing? You know, it's, it's, uh, it's well. It's Monday. I got a little bit of a little sniffle going on, but, you know, oh, we're here fresh Going around 8 a.m baby here we go <laughs> <laughs> Best time to start exactly i love that you're already dropping bombs dean tell us what kind of business you got brother yep so i own a granite
1: countertop fabrication company so what we do is we offer our clients a one-stop shop for granite quartz marble basically any type of natural stone we're the ones that manufacture it in-house with a state-of-the-art facility and we wow. basically come in your home rip out the countertops put in the new hook up the plumbing and transform your kitchen in a day so that's what wow. we do
0: yeah. I I love that little sentence there at the end. We do da, 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 and transform your kitchen in a day. Yeah. That I got me I got me excited a little bit like wow. <laughs> you've yeah. thought about that. I I love the little taglines, you know, they always get me fired up, but I want to know before we jump into your story, I want to know that uh, you're obviously operating at a super high level. What has you moving? What's what's got you pushing? Why are you still doing it? Why haven't you cashed in and sailed away type of a thing? What what's your why? You
1: know, I think it's there's a lot to it. I mean, I think a lot of times business owners, it's just who they are. It's part of their identity. You know, you just like to achieve and you never felt like you did enough. You always want to push to the next level. There's just this hunger. And I think there's just always new things you can bring to the table. So for our company, it's bringing back American manufacturing. Uh, And what we mean by that is, you know, obviously building, you know, manufacturing in America. But for like our employees, for example, full benefits well-paying jobs and a community like our guys really have a very strong community. It's awesome to see. And we love harboring that. And it's, it's something that keeps me going. Every time I come in the morning, I see the guys like just fist bumping and having a great time and like genuinely enjoying time with each other. Yeah. That's something that definitely keeps pushing me. And it reminds me
0: why we need to keep going. Where does that stem from? Because not everybody is pushed by that. And there's like a, you didn't necessarily say the camaraderie, with you although i'm sure that you're a part of it you it was like this this masterful architect sitting back and going wow look at what we've built you know and not even i didn't even hear you say what i've built i heard you just say look at what we've done and and that's yeah. the the fist bumping and the the cool benefits that you get to provide like how did you get to that place or was that always in you give us a little bit of background drop on that
1: so i've always kind of had like a rebellious phase in a sense you just get in trouble a lot in high school didn't do really well and i think it's just really just always it might be a partly just trying to fight the wave all the time i mean like i don't like how the world has become now in the sense of everybody everybody and everything is disposable yeah Um, and i feel like especially you know i remember a really good story my grandparents. So my grandfather wasn't doing very well. I can't remember exactly what was wrong with him, but they thought he was going to pass away. Wow. And the bread company, he was a bread truck delivery driver. Okay, The company gave my grandmother a blank check and said, if you Whoa. need this, use it. That would never happen in this day and age. A, because the people wouldn't trust the person and vice versa. It just, that oh, wouldn't yeah. happen. So, I mean, that I thought was an extremely powerful story. Yeah. And, you know, I just feel like the world's lacking that everybody's like, yeah, I'll just get another job. I'll just go to the next place. And the owner's are like, yeah, well, we'll just fire him. You know what I mean? There's just I'm not saying all owners, but I do feel like it's a lost yeah. principle. And I think that if we're going to bring back America as a whole, I think that yeah. it starts mm-hmm. grassroots and it needs to start with small businesses, taking mm-hmm. care of their employees and building that type of culture. You know? yeah, so.
0: Man, I, you know, I always I've said this several times at the beginning of these shows, after people answer this question, And some are legacy driven, some are industry disruptors, some are, you know, I don't, I don't even know what, like what bucket that is, but you're just like a, you're a world changer. You're a, I want to see this huge problem, um, come to a better solution. And, And I love your, your approach because your approach isn't just sitting and dreaming about how the world changes. It's well, what I can do right here and right now in my little space of the world is this and, yeah, and, and you're doing it.
1: And it does it, it. I mean, we'll see in time, but I feel like in, in my mind, it, <clears throat> it does change things because yeah, in, desperate people, for example, find themselves in desperate situations. They make moves that they wouldn't make. So I think if once you change one person, then that changes their children's lives. And then that, it, it's, like this, uh, it's really a butterfly effect in a sense. You know, if you just like, so our guys, for example, we teach them basic principles, even things that have nothing to do with our business. So like, whether it's your credit, you know what I mean? A lot of the guys didn't know about like just basic principles of credit yep. taking responsibility for your actions. So, like last one to touch it is the one that owns it. You know, don't give me All excuses. Right. I just want to hear you're right. I should have done this, you know, and that that's what we're looking for, you know? Yeah. So ownership, you know, ownership. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, even just just those two things that you just threw out was an example of you pouring into your team. And then the other one was expecting something of your team. And I think it's just a a very, a very good understanding for the listener to have. It's not just how do I, as the owner provide this incredible opportunity? Yes, that's half of it. But the other half of it is that we have this unbelievable expectation because that's where winners thrive is that there's expectation, there's growth, we're heading somewhere, we're going after something. That's why we're fist bumping, because we're probably achieving something. But on the inside, it's there's this, there's this metric that we're after that as a as a unit, as a team. And 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 oh, by the way, we get to have a good time doing it. And so I think that there's like this this back and forth, this give and take that you've really outlined for us. Did you want to well, add anything to yeah, that? Yeah, I
1: did want to add one thing. There is a return on that too. So our company, we have over 200 five star reviews. We have a 5.0 rating. It's really hard to do in an industry like ours because it, it's just people are spending a lot of money. It's a very yeah. sensitive thing. When people are spending a lot of money, they're very emotional, you know? Yeah. So it's hard to get top ratings. So when we create this culture, one, it works as a filter. So when we hire new people, we immediately know whether they're going to make the cut or not. So yeah. it's very, very low turnover. Yeah. And two, obviously, we can charge, you know, higher, more premium prices to our clients because the people that are working there, they don't want to leave. You know, they're, they're driven to stay. They have every benefit under the sun and it's just a, it's, it's part of their life. You know what I mean? It's their, it's their connection. So there is a financial return on that as well.
0: Yeah. I love, I love what you said there. Yeah. Of course there's, I mean, the return from a business owner perspective is, I I mean, we always have to think like that for sure. Um, but you creating something that basically is just bigger than yourself, is bigger than them. It's, it's the way that they do life. That, that was that sentence that you said that just really struck out to me. When I created the Gathering the Kings Mastermind group, I've said it to every single one of our members is that, you know, when it comes time to renew, it, to me, it shouldn't even, like, if I had done my job correctly, it shouldn't even be a question. You should right. think, well, this is just how I do business. This is the, These are the people that I run with. This is the network that's given me so much value. Renew? What? I didn't even know that was an option. I'm just yeah. going to do so it again. Are you, you going to go
1: home? Of course you're going to go home.
0: Exactly. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I think that that mindset right there of just, this is just how we do things. But in order to get people to think like that, there has to be immense value, which you said the the benefits, the 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 camaraderie, all of that. So I, pff, we can stop the podcast right now. I think the listener could have you know a couple pages of notes to walk away with. I want to know your story though. Let's talk about how you guys started. Was it this business? Did entrepreneurialism start before this? Give us your backdrop.
1: Yeah. So long story short, kind of. So basically, my business partner and I, we actually knew each other in high school, and his father owned like a small little granite shop. He kind of just did it all himself. He sure. told us how to do it. Uh, they, he was originally from Romania. So he ended okay. up, move, his father ended up moving back to Romania and my business partner, Ron went with him. He told me one time, he's like, Hey man, you should really come over here. It's awesome. I didn't even know where Romania was on the map, but I was young. I was like, all right, yeah, sure thing. I'll come. I was going to go <laughs> for a month. And I ended up living there for years, like on and off. I'd go there for wow. a year. I'd come back and we did granite over there. Okay. So we, okay. that's, that's what we did. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I, I kind of floated around for quite a long time. And I always tell people, this is actually the best thing that ever happened to me. One of my other friends, we were all drinking, and he punched me in the face. for no reason, he was just a violent drunk, it wow. gave me an orbital eye fracture, I had to get a metal plate under my eye. Oh, like, my good eye. And they work. Yeah. So it was actually the best thing that ever happened to me, because I kind of just reanalyzed my entire life I was like, man, what am I doing? I'm wasting my life away. Right. And after that, you know, I healed up. I went back to Romania. I told my business partner, I was like, listen, man, I already have some contacts. Why don't you come back? We'll just start from the ground up. And then that was the beginning of Grant Pro. He flew back and then we just, uh, my brother gave us a small investment. We bought like, just like the bare necessities. We were cutting everything by hand yeah. and we took off from there.
0: Wow. I mean, so first off, I have to just acknowledge the fact that I, I have been building contacts in Romania, this is, this oh, is I mean, so really? crazy. Yeah, that's well, funny. I have I, You know, I've got a couple of longtime clients. I just went to Romania okay. a couple of months ago okay. for the first time. Well part? In Cluj. Oh, okay. No, I've been there. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. this is just funny. We're going to have to ha- continue the conversation about Romania. But so what I'm hearing is there was a period of time I, I like to call, well, it, it's not my language per se, but inside the group, we I've developed this language around cowboy, warrior, and and uh, and king. And so it's like, I hear you saying that was like your cowboy stage of like, Hey, a little bit of all over the place, running and gunning, doing a little bit of business, doing a little bit of that, doing a little bit of traveling, not really committed to really anything. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so that, that moment in time for you, it kind of gave you a perspective switch of like, Hey, I got to get busy or is it like, like you said, wasting away my time. Like describe a little bit more of that moment, you know, where you're just like, okay, enough is enough.
1: I just knew that like, I always kind of knew eventually I was going to have to be my own boss because I didn't handle employment well. I hate being told what to do. I, I At one point, I just think this is how it should be done. And that's kind of what I stick to. Yeah. So I can be quite stubborn. So at that point was really just kind of the nail in the coffin. I was like, All right, let's get rolling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let, let's yeah. just let's just get started. Uh, and I really went totally gun ho. I mean, we went 110 percent. I went from you know, cause I was working in Romania. I'd come back here. I'd work for another granite shop and I'm just kind of just floating around no ambition within that company. Right. I mean, I started doing, I guess, looking back, I start. I did start doing sales in the, the granite countertop company I was working for. I forgot yeah. to mention it's kind of a bigger deal. He actually wanted me to buy in to his company, okay. but okay. I was like, you know, I'm doing all the sales. And so what happened was I used to fabricate install. I was like, I was a labor guy. Yeah. And after hours, he said, well, listen, if you want, you can go out, get your own contacts and my own time and do sales and I'll give you a cut, but I need you to stay in fabrication. So I built up, I made my own business cards because the guy was like, he wasn't like a business kind of type of guy. He didn't have true marketing or anything. So I made a logo for the company. I made like some brochure. I made all that stuff and I got a lot of good contacts. So when I went over to Ron in Romania, I told him, I was like, listen, man, I have my own contacts. You know, we, we have like a little mini business So we really were able to hit the ground running in that sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that like when you said, you look back at those circumstances, the best thing that happened to you, even that little moment of someone who's unprepared, not really running a business very well, you know, basically pushed you into, Hey, figure it out. And which, which was your launching pad. Right. And so I think that's just a lot of our stories is that, you know, in the moment it feels a little frustrating, but whatever that moment is, is actually the seed or the, the foundation of you know, we look back and we're like, dang, that, that, this is why all this has happened, you know?
1: Yeah. I just couldn't see myself staying in the position I was in for the rest of my life. Cause a lot of people do do that. They, yeah. they find, you know, they set a seed they just sit there in this little comfort zone and they never leave. You yeah. know, I yeah. think I'm lucky. I have serious ADD. I don't like overthink things too much. So I just kind of pull the trigger and go yeah. It's like a lot yeah. of people are frozen by analyzing, That's right. you know, and they question all the reasons, I was fortunate too, at that point in time, I just got married, but I didn't have any kids. So I didn't really have any financial obligation. I can right. see how it can be more difficult for somebody that obviously has a whole family riding on them, taking that type of risk. You know, we oh, went yeah. all in, I quit my job and everything. I went straight up all in. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. And you can, you can do that with, you can do that. Things. Yeah. You but do then, that. Yeah, you can. And
1: I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I'm just greater saying, or I mean, lesser yeah.
0: desire, right? Yeah. 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 One or the other. I I just appreciate the the acknowledgement there of, of what it took, you know, to go all in. Also, the acknowledgement of that time where you just got fed up. I think that all of us listening, it, I mean, if they're an entrepreneur, they've already made that choice. They already got fed up. Yeah. But the reality of it is this, and you probably agree with this, but let me know. Is uh, even in business, like we make the jump, we got fed up, right? So we start a business, and then we get. The same thing. We get complacent again, right? Whether it's difficult or whether we find that little bit of success, three, four hundred, five hundred thousand, eight hundred thousand, we got a little bit of good business. And, uh, but it keeps like, you know, like there's just not enough going on in a small business like that to where like there's not enough people, there's not enough systems. And so things eventually just keep falling apart. In essence, is at least my experience, that has to grow in order to get bigger, better people, more systems, stuff like that. And so the listener right now is stuck in that place. really, in my opinion, it's the mindset that you just described. They haven't been fed up enough Mm -hmm. to go, you know what? That's right. I'm tired of this this place that I'm in. So let me go all in again. What would you say to that for the person not necessarily looking to leave their career like you did, but probably the same time frame that you and I did before that million dollar mark, generally speaking. And we kind of got fed up again and said, you know what? I'm making some more changes. What would you say to that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I always kind of look at things like, how would I feel about myself on my deathbed? You know, just looking back, am yeah. I going to be happy with what I did? If the answer is no, then I need to get rolling.
0: Yeah, it's time, baby. We're we're behind time. Got Got to yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Okay, so I want to know something a little bit more tactical. We're going to go into your. Maybe early years, you and your partner, you just come back from Romania. You got a little investment here. You got a little, comp, you know, a couple of contacts and you're rolling. Give us a good decision that you made that's super, you know, tangible. You can look back and go, okay, when I did that, it was able to propel me forward. Yeah, immediately higher,
1: fast as possible. That was the first thing. There's a good book, The E Myth. And I feel like I read that super early on and it really pushed my whole entire career because I, it just gave me an understanding I wouldn't have known about before. So, sure. my goal immediately became as soon as we started. I think we hired our first employee in the first, I want to say the first six months to a year. It was pretty early on, you know. Yeah. And I remember thinking because, you know, I was so specific about how I installed Like, you know, you always, everybody thinks they're the best. You right. know, I'm like, oh, I'm the best. No one's going to be able to do that like me. That's right. That's right. Learning to accept that, you know, yeah, I mean, you have to train them. You want to make them the closest version to you possible and just accept the fact right. that. There's going to be some things that aren't going to be the way you do them, but you know what? There's going to be things that come out even better than the way you did them. So
0: yeah, and and I guess I would add one thing of just friction, you know, like you, you create a system that you think is best and you put somebody, even if they're inferior to you, meaning not as good as you yet, they're still going to have this, you're, they're going through your system. And if they have any sort of a, an idea or any sort of a thought or just, Hey, what about this? then that, that natural friction is likely going to make the system better. Even if it's something that you've already thought of, even if it's something that you've already, you know, worked out and it's a no, that, that back and forth, putting somebody through that uh, can still make it better. What, what about hiring for you made sense? Because there's a lot of guys right now They maybe they have one or two folks or maybe three or four even, but it's the scarcity place of like, Ah, when I hire, it doesn't work out. Or, mm-hmm. you know, if I, if it's just more responsibility, more people to deal with, it's difficult. Like, I don't want that. It's, it's headache. What would you say to that person listening right now?
1: So I think I hear a lot of people say that. And I think this refers back to where I was talking about self-accountability. If you had a bad experience, an employee, it was definitely your fault to a certain extent. And yeah. whether it's your lack of experience in hiring, I feel like that's probably the core function Or B, unrealistic unrealistic expectations and C, maybe you didn't train properly. So, you know, I think the biggest one, you know, making sure that you're analyzing the person properly and actually taking the time to learn how to hire. I'm still in a learning phase for sure, but I'm definitely now I can identify a template or an installer or sales guy much quicker. And then as far as the actual training Mm -hmm. aspect, you know, make sure you set clear expectations. I actually have like a great story about that. Um, so I hired this girl for the front desk and I yeah. noticed that her leads were dropping off and I was like, man, what is going on? So I listened in on one of the phone calls and I realized she was trying to do a really good job. She was trying to answer every question they answered, but the problem is she was unable to one. I didn't train her on all that stuff. It would have taken a very long time. And two, yeah. I didn't really tell her what's your goal. When you answer the phone,
0: what is the point of this call? What's yep. the point
1: of this? So I told her, I was like, let's hone in. Listen, any single question they, they ask you go, yes, we can certainly, No problem. We'll certainly build answer that for you. If you don't mind, if I can get your contact information, I'll have our sales guy reach out to you and go over that with you. So basically your goal is to get their contact information and schedule a meeting with me. And when I did that, man, first of all, she's a rock star. She's one of my best employees. Yeah. Uh, it was night and day. And that was my fault. I never yeah. showed her. First of all, how to control the conversation on the phone, and two, what her goal was. So that was totally my fault. And I feel like a lot of employers would have just been like, oh, she sucks. And they would have fired a gem. She is an absolute awesome rock star. So.
0: Yeah. So just to recap the three things, number one, hiring capability or just your ability to uh, identify somebody through the hiring process. And so you have to have a hiring process. And so to identify that salesperson or that installer, like you said, yes. I probably said this multiple times on the show, but I use culture index. We also do this on behalf of all of our members as well. But it's like, if I can identify you as an individual, strengths, weaknesses, character traits, and then we can put you in the right seat on the right bus. Exactly. Or not. <laughs> right. Then you talked about two things that I would classify both as leadership. You talked about setting expectations, which is what you just said, as far as, you know, like, Hey, what's the purpose here? What's the goal? And then the training behind it. And both of those are going to be associated to the leadership of the person listening. And so you have to grow in your understanding of people. And then you have to grow as a leader so that you can number one, hire well. Number two, set good expectations. Number three, train properly. So if you didn't write those down, stop, rewind. We're giving you the juice here, okay? Dean's, uh, Dean's telling you exactly how to uh, to hire a good team. Dean, you want to add anything to that to that that little recipe that we created?
1: Yeah, yeah. The one thing I would say is, you know, I, I told this one guy, and I don't know if this is a true ratio, but as, as long as obviously the good's better than the bad, I, I see like an 80-20. Just realize that every single person is going to have something that you're not going to like. And then the question is, does that work for your business, your culture and everything else? The answer is yes. Right. You, some of these guys are just like, they their expectations are too high of people. And in fact, they would probably fire themselves if they were to really look themselves in the mirror. You know what I mean? That's so right.
0: yeah. so true. And, and so in that, it's not necessarily lowering your standard, right? It's now here's the standard, here's them. And maybe there's this cork or this thing, but Cultural wise, attitude wise, hunger wise, they fit, and and maybe it's just a leadership training. Well, being, thing. being realistic,
1: people are people, yeah. you know. People, and people. I think yeah. that they just expect every the guy needs to be on time. He needs to hit his records. He needs to. Uh, everybody unfortunately has flaws. That's just human nature. And I think that yeah. some people literally expect people to have no flaws, and then that's why they can never find good employees. It's yeah. because they don't see them for the things that are good. They only see the negative.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's so true. Because you're right. The people who don't have an issue with that aren't really saying I have troubles finding people.
1: No, there's always people out there. I, I literally have guys are like, man, where do you get your guys? And I tell them, I'm like, listen, I've had problems with many of my employees at, at one point in time. We right. just were very clear with them. We let them know what our issue is. We have open communication and then they fix it. You know, And then again, it goes back to that culture of like, when you're surrounded by a bunch of A players and you're a B player, they're going to pull you up you know yeah. or you're just going to get kicked out one yeah. of the two yeah. so that's where I'd like the return comes back so
0: totally connected you know yeah 100% 100 which which even to take it even back a step further it's all controllable by the person listening all yeah,
1: of it. 100% 100% it's so you just every single thing and we do this on a personal level but also in our business before you make a decision stay calm self reflect and go Am I right here or am I wrong? You know, what could I have done differently? If you always do that, even in the most extreme sense, you'll always find yourself in a better boat.
0: Yeah, because if we're honest, there's usually something each time. that Almost always. Yeah, exactly. Good stuff. Well, let's flip the coin. Let's talk about a bad decision that you've made or maybe something that just didn't turn out maybe the way that you thought it was going to. What was an example of that?
1: I think being too trusting early on and not educating myself on some aspects. So for example, one that comes to mind is accounting. It's tough because there's so much, but you really do have yeah. to educate yourself to a reasonable level on all aspects so that you yeah. can be on an equal plane when you're at least speaking to them and make sure yeah. you understand what they're telling you.
0: Yeah, you can't blindly, f- and I find this actually a lot in marketing where you know, they'll hire an agency, they hire someone who is saying all of the right things yeah. And, and then, you know, two months later, nothing's happened or they've gotten, you know, unfortunately taken advantage of or whatever, but you're right. The principle here is educate yourself to a degree. <laughs> and it's not that you don't trust them. It just, you need to be able to communicate professionally with them and then also hold them accountable because they're an extension of your team. And you already said some of what you've just done is hire well, set good expectations and provide training. Maybe you don't need to provide training to an outside agency right. or you know, a, a, a CPA, but you do need to hire well and you do need to set proper expectations and hold them accountable. You want to add anything to that? What was the actual, like, what was the problem? What was, what was the story problem? Behind- yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So I've gone through it with, account- I've been through so many accountants, but I had one specifically that it ended up costing us like $50,000 personally, because we had to basically go back and fix some things, but it wasn't worth like trying to send a return. It's not worth the risk of audit. Right. But had I known when I was talking about more i might have been able to foresee that so yeah not i mean it wasn't something <clears throat> knock on wood i haven't had anything like totally devastating happen to me yeah. and i you know but that's probably like from a numbers standpoint something i could say like this cost me this much you know and yeah. yeah
0: i think what you just described though is whether you realize it or not it's mindset i think there's people listening right now that went oh my gosh fifty thousand yeah. dollars and yeah. then but then you know three seconds later you're like you know, we haven't really had that big of an issue. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> like, right? right. Why does $50,000 not matter that much yeah. to you? Because you Fair had not. the perspective of going, well, geez, it could have been 500. Yeah. I'm glad it wasn't company. 500, you know? <laughs> yeah, man.
1: I know. And I, that's, that's what I think. I, I, I always tell people like, I think the best part of entrepreneurship you go through so much stress, but it raises your level of capacity to such an extreme level that you just realize oh, yeah. how much stuff doesn't matter. Like when you talk to somebody that doesn't own a business, sometimes it's even hard for me to like sympathize because I'm just like, just to me, it doesn't seem like I'm like, dude, I'm doing way bigger stuff than that. And I actually, no, if yeah. I could, I don't want to branch off too much, but I actually had a really good lesson. Somebody that taught yeah. me that. So there's this one contractor we work with. Every time I talk to him, I need to check if that man has a pulse. He's like the calmest dude ever. And yeah. I remember, like, we, we were on a job and there was a scratch on the wood floor. And I was like, oh, man, it was like a big deal because most guys, that would have been a huge deal. I called yeah. him. I was like, hey, listen, man. I was like, listen, there's a scratch on the floor. We, we haven't even put our toolboxes down, but the customer is saying we did it. He was like, yeah. wow, well, man, you know, it was probably one of the painters. It's all right. So I was like, man, he really took that well. That was crazy. Fast forward two years later, I'm on a really big job site with him, and it's like a multi-million-dollar home. And he already put like six sub pumps in the basement, and the basement's still gathering water. That was wow. the first time I ever saw the guy freaking out. Like he, he was—he's still <laughs> relatively calm, but he's like, "You know, shit." man. he's like, "I don't know what to do, man." And I realized it's all relative. The scratch oh, on wow. the floor was nothing to him because he's so used to like—he's importing full wooden beams. He's doing big right. projects, so yeah. everything's relative. So. Yeah.
0: For you, because the extension of that story now, now that you understand that being relative, what do you do or what have you done to put yourself in constantly different scenarios so that the scratch on the floor in this example isn't a big deal?
1: So I think I just try to honestly think back to that story a little bit and just think back to all the issues I've dealt with over the years because they're going to be inevitable and how I can't remember them anymore. So I try to just go, you know, I take it for more of a, professional business standpoint than a personal emotional standpoint. Yeah. I try to look at it and go, okay, what's the right thing to do here? How should we perform it to, you know, stick to our culture and values? And I kind of yep. try, it's not like it's easy, but I try to leave it at that regardless of the scenario, look at totally. it from a more analytical standpoint rather than emotional. To the best. You're yeah. Doing, what's you the get solution better better. here?
0: Right. right. Exactly. Exactly. I'll, I'll add one thing in there from my, from my history the, the more, like you said, the bigger projects I've been a part of, or the more money I've personally invested, you know, or, you know, if I can get around again, just, just bigger numbers, it's the same thing, but just bigger numbers. It just, it makes you go, oh, okay, well, that's not that big of a deal, even if it's not yours. Um, And I think a good example of that, even here recently is I've been, I follow a guy on social media and he doesn't do any coaching. And I'm like, how do I get, a call with this guy or how do I get a, a day of coaching or how do I like, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, in my mind, I've been like preparing myself for like maybe a $10,000 phone call or a hundred thousand dollar lunch, or I don't know <laughs> right. what it's going to take. Right. Um, right. But that to me would be like, Holy moly, a $10,000 phone call or a hundred thousand dollar lunch or a hundred thousand yeah. dollar day. You know, I've, I've never paid somebody a hundred thousand right. to, dollars to, to ask them a couple questions for four hours, yeah. but man, like, would it? I, and so I've been asking my question, my myself, like, would that be worth it? Would would you? What questions would you ask? And so it makes it you take yourself to that level of that big number, and you're just like, okay, how can I make sense of that? And then so then yeah. later in the day, when I get a a thousand dollar oops, or a, even a fifty thousand dollar oops, you're like, pff, just let's just figure it out. The solution right. is X Y Z. It's no big deal. Hey hey hey, right. like, and you move on.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, I, you know, I hear people talk about like masterminds and all, and they spend like 25 grand and stuff. But I mean, yeah. it typically does make sense. You know what I mean? And if you're the right person, like you said, asking the right questions, right. making the most
0: of it, you know, yeah. yeah, you get one thing, right? One thing will change everything. That's all it takes. Yeah. Okay, let's, uh, let's talk about process for a half second. We've been talking about decisions. I want to know what process do you follow today when making decisions? What well, can you give us as far as maybe a framework or maybe steps that you take mindset, anything like that?
1: Yeah. So I can't say I really have like a structured process. You know, I consult with my business partner a lot. So I'm a big fan of partners. I know some people are, you know, they've had bad experience with them and stuff like that, but you know, I, I can't say I honestly have like a very thorough process. Like this is how I do things before I make a move. I just do the basics of, you know, I think about it. I think, does it match with our company culture? Does it match with, um, our principles and our vision, because sometimes it is easy to go astray. Like you're like, you see this opportunity and you want to go after it, but it's going to totally throw you off, you know? And just to give it like for us, that would be, we don't do commercial. We'll do like restaurants, but we don't do big commercial. And sometimes one will float around. They're like, listen, man, I just need these tops and I'm tempted to do it, but I just have to really focus in on go, who are we? What are our margins need to be? Is yeah. this really going to work? Because it's really probably going to steal from true opportunity.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the not what do I miss, right? If I, if, if I because you're thinking if I don't do this, I miss out on this specific opportunity. But if you stay true to the lane that you've already committed to, which is I think something that every listener, you and me, every entrepreneur everywhere has to just continually every single day choose. And for me, even as a serial entrepreneur, I've had to, like I went wide, lots of businesses, lots of different industries even. And so now I'm like, okay, well, what do I really like to do? How do I want to spend the next 10 years? Yeah. And really what do I want to dial in on and, and, and trying to not cut away the things that I I don't want any longer, but just the things that fit with where I'm headed. And so I, I do that-
1: actually, I guess, see, like I told you, I'm kind of like, a, I'm, I have people that organize things for me in a sense. I'm I'm definitely very chaotic. Let's go. But you know what I do is I do consult with my team a lot, too. So not only my business partner, yeah. but my employees. yeah, And they really are great because sometimes they, like, they know that we have open conversations. And there's been times, for example, because like I was telling you with the commercial side, you have a $100,000 job, right? But then I consult with my guys. I'm like, listen, what do you guys think about that? And they're like, well, we could be spitting out X amount you know, in the meantime at these margins. Yeah, $100,000 looks nice, but what margin are you really going to make and how much time are you going to waste on that? So having a strong team around you that, ha- you know, some people are more organized. Some people are more analytical. I have a numbers guy on my team. I have an organizational person on my team. I have all yep. of that, you yep. know, find people that are going to fit, like fulfill. They're going to, I have, everybody has gaps, you know, everybody yeah, has weaknesses. True. Yep. Surround yourself with people that are going to fill those gaps, you know, and yep. then that that's how you succeed.
0: Yeah. And I think the, uh, I just love your perspective because that is, we hear this over and over and over put people around me, you know, fill my, like we've heard all of this. Yeah. There's not one listener who's probably going, wow, I've never heard that before. Right, right. But it's so true. And right. the reality of it is that they just haven't done it yet. No, yeah. And also the cool thing is, is that you, me, the listener, we get to fill the gap for them. Yes. It's yeah. not just true. selfishly, I'm going to put people around me to serve me. No. no, it's, we get to serve each other. People have a
1: knack for things. You know, I have one guy, he loves, he genuinely loves- crunching the numbers, you know? Yeah. And he finds very useful data and we make decisions off that data. Yeah. I hate doing that. I love getting <laughs> the data and then making decisions off of it. Right. Finding, but I hate gathering it. I don't like putting stuff in. He really does enjoy it, you know? Yep. So finding the right person for the right position, you know, you were saying put the right person on the bus. It's extremely important. You're never, I'm never going to outperform somebody that loves what they do because they're going to spend more time on it, more energy, more passion, more thought process. That's right. You're just never going to beat it.
0: That's right. All right, we're going to go to the speed round here. My first question for you, since we're talking about numbers, I figure this would be a great parlay. But I want to know if you could only track one thing in your business forever and ever, what would that one thing be?
1: Yeah, I would say lead quantity over a thirty-day time frame. Lead um, so quantity many, over thirty. So, day so how many leads do we get over a thirty-day time frame? I feel like we we know our close rate, we know our numbers, we know all that. So it yeah. always tells me the health of the business. I could tell you a lot just
0: from that number. Top of the funnel we're either growing, we're dying, something's not right. Yeah. Are we floating along? Where are we at right now? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's good perspective. What book would you recommend for a six-figure business owner, Dean? The The E-Myth. That That's yeah. my favorite by far. Yeah. Have you, is it, is it one that you've studied out, read multiple times, that type of a book or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I could kind of fun, tell. You I
1: always true. forget it because it's been a couple years since I read, but just the basic principle of just You want to build your company as if it's a franchise, even if you never plan on franchising it simply because it's going to force you to build processes and you'll just find yourself in a better boat.
0: Yeah. That makes me think of uh, just a quick time. We had, I don't know, maybe two months or so ago, I had a guy come in and speak to the, to the mastermind group. And he talked about basically building things on the inside that are valuable to other people who later might (laughs) buy your company. So in order for you to exit, obviously you have to, you know, build teams, build process, same idea, right? Like I'm building a franchise. I, there's going to be other people who buy into this eventually, whether they do or not, it forces sure. you to create the system or someone's going to buy my company for 10 million or a hundred million. What are they buying? And yes. so it forces you to build it today, hire systems, go get sales, like all of the things that make a business run at a higher level so that you can exit or sell as a franchise, even if you never actually plan. on. That.
1: That's right. Yeah. And you never like, kind of just continue on your point you never know maybe you had no plans to do it and you get injured or right. you just life happens you know so yeah.
0: yeah and why not have it already in place
1: it just puts you in such a i mean having strong processes put you in such a better boat you know you just it's required it's required to grow a successful business no larger entity doesn't have processes like i mean chick-fil-a in my opinion is like the <laughs> ultimate you know what i mean i don't know how they do it yeah but,
0: you know it's I every time I walk in I'm I I'm baffled.
1: Me too. I'm like how do you make everybody the same? Like I mean to such an extreme extent across yeah. the nation. And, and there's a reason there's lines wrapped around the building at every single Chick-fil-A. In my opinion the food's not even that great. It's excellent customer experience. Right? So
0: yeah, you know exactly what you're going to get. It's always their pleasure. So
1: yeah, right. The uh
0: there there's something to be said there as far as what what expectations that we can, that we can take away from, from that experience. And then also what we can obviously put into our team and, and our client experience as well. Yeah. Next question. We've, we've talked about masterminding a little bit, but what's your thought on intentionally networking and or masterminding?
1: I think it's huge. My business partner and I were actually just in a position you were talking about where we, we got a little burnt out. You know, we went really hardcore for years and years and we had this little thing. Where we're, we're still growing, but we kind of got burnt. And, you know, we just recently spent another like three grand to join this group. It's called the Rockheads. And it really just reinvigorated us, just surrounded us from around people that, you know, could go further. It just gave us a very clear picture. Like, man, you're not done yet. You're just getting started. This is how you do it. And we're like, we could actually really easily do that. Like, you know, so it gave us for us, I think you can get a lot of things out of it for us on this occasion. It was a second wind. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, second to win, third win, fifth yeah, third, win. It, was, yeah,
1: you need to. You need, it keeps you inspired. It keeps you inspired. What, to matter, even if you're <laughs> really all ready to go. I mean, we joined this one group when we first started. It, it was only like 350 bucks. But at that time, that was a lot when we first started. Yeah. And it saved me $15,000 because yeah. I joined a group. It was like a web form. And right. I needed to know how to build a, a trail for the water to drain. I was about to pay a guy 15 grand or like 18 wow. grand. And yeah. then the guy, the guy called me at like, I like posted on the forum. the guy posted back, Hey, give me a call or what's your number. He called me at 1130 at night and talked to me for an hour and told wow. me how to do everything. So it only cost us like three grand in material. It, it saved me a fortune, man.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah. so yeah, time, money, fast forward, right? Yeah. I love that. I love that. The second, third, fifth, win. I was talking to a guy just last night, actually about how sometimes the realization of being around other people who are at your level or above. It's not just the tactical, right? Like you've given things here today, super tactical. You can go, the listener can go implement these things that you've done. But what you've also given here today, which happens when you get around high performers is you go, well, I can do that. Dean's no different than me. Yeah, Dean, like Chaz is no different than me. He's single mom families. Have you seen the stats on... On a single mom's son in the state of Missouri, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's no. I'm I'm no different, mm-hmm. right? So it, it it builds belief, which is which is that that second and that third and that fifth wind. It's it's I'll buy that all day long because that, that's right. I just need to keep putting it in the fuel tank. Yeah, you just need to see it's possible sometimes. Yeah. You know. Yep. So true. So true. Okay, I've got one last question here for you, Dean. I want to know if you had the opportunity to whisper in the younger Dean's ear? What would you say? I would say
1: be pa- be thoughtful, be patient, don't be emotional. You know, before you make any move, take the time to take a breath, think about it, and then react. Yeah, I think I've, I've definitely used to just kind of go off the, you know, belt buckle of my pants and just kind of like, you know, I I didn't really analyze things enough. And in fact, you know, I'm still learning that because I've obviously like recently made a pretty large mistake. That's probably going to cost me a pretty good amount of money. And uh, you know, it's one of those things where you really just have to make sure that you're, you try to never be emotional in these things to as much as humanly possible because it'll cost you money. It'll cost you friendships. You know, it's just an important skill to learn to be in control of your emotions and thoughtful of what you're doing.
0: Yeah, I love the word intentional. And in, in order to be intentional, you have had to do exactly what you just said. You have to just take a second. Look, me and you both like to go fast, way fast. Right. You can still go fast and be intentional. You just have to take that second and go, That's right. What am I doing here? Why am I doing this? What are the effects? What are the immediate effects? What are the long term effects? You can do all of that in 45 seconds.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Exactly. That's all it takes. You know, you're about to make a phone call, take a little breather real quick. Just analyze like, what am I really going to, what's really my goal here? You know, wh- yeah. why do I even want to make this phone call? Why do I want to do that?
0: Yeah. So. so big Dean. How can the listener find you? They want to connect with you. Maybe they're in your area. They need to hire you. How sure. can they find you? Yes.
1: Yeah, so my Instagram handle is go business buzz. Um, that's where I just kind of post just informative information, just kind of logging my journey. I would say that'd be the best point of contact.
0: That's great, uh, Dean. You've been not only is your story inspirational, but you're 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 doing it, man. Like Thanks. you're you're like the practicals. You're doing the leadership stuff. It's probably the number one takeaway I got from you today is just that people matter, and that uh, culture matters, and that that all comes down to you. You can control it, and I think that you're going to continue to crush your business because of those reasons. And so I just appreciate our, the beginning of our friendship as well as just inspiring me with a, with another wind here today. So thank you. We wish you nothing but a blessing in your business, your business partner, and maybe one day we'll go to Romania together.
1: Yeah, man, that'd be awesome. That'd be cool. (laughs) Dean, thank you for being here, brother. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me on the show.
0: I'll see you. Thank you for listening to gathering the Kings today. I hope that you were able to pull out a few nuggets to go apply into your business right away. More importantly though, I hope that you're realizing that it takes more to be successful than just being by yourself, doing it all on your own, carrying the weight all by yourself. What I have realized, not only in my own journey from multiple businesses and multiple different industries and now interviewing literally over two or 300 other very successful seven, eight, and nine figure business owners is that it's tough to do it alone. And so Gathering the Kings literally exists to bring together successful entrepreneurs. In fact, we are putting together one other very successful business owners, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com. I want you to take a look at what we're doing and see if it makes sense for you to be part of our pursuit to 1000 Kings. Talk soon.